This is Business Rockstars. Inspiring, informing, and connecting a community of entrepreneurs. The biggest entrepreneurial podcast on the planet. We are the biggest entrepreneur platform on the planet. Welcome to Business Rockstars. Joining me, Huzafia Kapadia, founder of Scalar Learning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You bet. So tell us, what is Scalar Learning? All right, so Scalar Learning is an education company, so it's sort of split into a few different areas, and it started out just as a tutoring company, just actually me as a tutor trying to build a tutoring business, and this is after I had a career in law as a patent attorney for about four years. So I built it up that way and planned to just have tutors and so on and so forth underneath me. It's changed since then, and now it's become much more focused on content creation, and the biggest component of that is the development of video online video courses. And it's all related to mathematics. So we have a SAT course, an ACT course, an IC course, which is the independent school entrance exam, which is a very difficult course for kids applying to private schools in LA and elsewhere. And so that's kind of how it's now evolved and continues to change and evolve, but that's the primary focus. Can you speak a little bit to the need for this help around math and academics in general? Sure. Well, there's a massive movement in, I mean, in that what you might call it the ed tech space. So there's all sorts of companies trying to help kids almost de- deliver customizable curriculum solutions to kids at home, whether it's homework help or anything like that. The beauty of using video courses or video online education tools is that Let's say you, you compare that between an in-person tutor, which is a lot more expensive, versus one of these video courses. The benefit of a video course, especially if you compare it to classroom education or classroom curriculum, is you can pause, you can rewind, so it's very dynamic in that sense. Yeah. And then if you couple that with good practice exercises and then video explanations on top of that, which is the next phase of our revamp of our SAT product, then I think it really allows for, it, it almost comes down to a product that's equivalent in a lot of respects with having an in-person tutor. And I think that especially now, as we're just trying to make education more accessible across the US and across the planet, it's, it's just a really perfect fit. And it makes sense with all the advents in technology that make it really seamless. Yeah, and taking it back a couple steps, just looking at the traditional model of you go to class, you have your teacher in person, that a lot of times isn't enough for students, right? They really do need to take it to that next step and have a tutor and even better, have an online course because subjects like math, they're hard, right? Yeah, exactly. What happens is there's another issue that comes up often, which is, and this is this is more res- with respect to tutoring. This, this is not as applicable with online video courses, but learning styles. So there are a lot of different learning styles. Some say there are five, some say there are seven. You can be an auditory learner, visual learner, so on and so forth. The problem with a standard curriculum or standard classroom setting is that may only appeal to very specific types of learners. So for example, you could have students that go on through a typical high school education always thinking they're really poor in mathematics. But really, and this is the beauty of tutoring, this is why I wanted to do this in the first place. Really what's happening is they're just not having the information delivered in the right way that's compatible with their learning style. So what you can really do if you're if you're paying attention and you really care as a tutor, you can actually you can make adjustments on the fly. Part of this also depends on how thoroughly you understand the concept, so that's super important, of course. 
But if you understand the concepts well enough and you can really pivot and shift every time something doesn't click, you can eventually get to the point, start figuring out, all right, how do I communicate these messages or these concepts in a way that makes sense for that particular student? And then you can see some really powerful transitions happening. And, and probably the most important thing is you start to rewrite the underlying belief as far as what they think they're capable of achieving. Am I, you know, you have this whole thing of, am I a math student? I'm, not, I'm just not a math person, which is really frustrating when I hear that because it's like anything. If you have a growth mindset, it's, it's totally something that can be learned and developed as a skill set. Yeah, it's so true, and I can totally relate. I never thought I was a math person up until middle school because I never had that teaching style that connected with me. Then I had this one teacher when I was in seventh grade that it just clicked for me, and all of a sudden, that was my best subject all the way through college. So I can totally relate to that. It's all about that learning style. Like you said, there's so many different ways of learning, and e-learning is such a great way of making sure that every student has that capability of learning in their own unique way. So can you speak to that a little bit? How do you make a course so that it really is conducive to those different learning styles? So the, the way that I try and make my courses as far as connecting with students, I think, I think one of the, the biggest lessons that I've learned teaching, and I'm a teacher now too, I taught for the first time this last year, which was amazing. But the, the biggest lesson I have learned is that if you can make a connection and if you can make it fun, then the learning is amplified. I try to do the same thing with my video courses. In fact, that was the central tenet after watching, and I don't even want to mention the companies because, I mean, they do make great products. I just thought I could make something that improved in certain areas. But after watching a slew of these video courses, I felt like they were lacking in almost presentation, if you will. So I have, I love music. That's been a big part of my life. I, I actually used to want to be a singer for a long time. So I integrate music that I think is upbeat and catchy that I, I get to make myself. Uh, we have really fun, colorful visuals. I'm always on camera. I always make it talking head through uh, working with companies like Udemy, which is an online education platform. I mean, they know, their market research says you always want to have a talking head. Why? So you can, again, have that engagement that mimics having- Throughout the entire- course? Mm -hmm. Throughout the entire course. So the way that my courses are designed, we have, uh, so for example, I have a whiteboard, let's say, and I'm going through practice problems. The screen is split. It's about 70% whiteboard, but 30% I'm always I on camera. See. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because yeah. yeah, I know for a lot of online courses, people do slides. They mm -hmm. have a slide deck. So are you saying that, okay, maybe you still can do slides, but then just make sure it's only two thirds of the, the, you know, frame? This is what's been, again, recommended yeah. literally from, from you to me to all its instructors. So I do the well, exact same thing. they know what they're talking about. And yeah. I, st I still have slides and I still have a whiteboard. So even when I do the critical concept lectures where I'm explaining different topics for the first time, I'll still have slides, but then it's cut off. So you can always see my face. And again, through that research, it's meant to be more engaging and again, have, have that greater level of connection. I'll just say one other thing, though. Do I make a perfect product for every single type of learning style I, or every single type of personality? Of course not. So I think that's the other beauty of what's happening in the space is you have people like, you have all sorts of big companies. You have another great uh, company called Super Tutor TV, which is based in LA. So they do all sorts of different videos and courses and stuff like that. And you can go through and choose, just like if you're choosing a tutor, you can choose a video course that connects with you and feels like it makes sense. Yeah, so you can shop around and mm -hmm. see who connects with you the best. Do you get a little preview so you can actually know by seeing? Yes, absolutely. So 
And again, it varies from course to course or what you're looking at. I actually usually provide for my video courses on my YouTube channel about 20 to 30% of the content for free. So I give a large chunk of it and you can come on and just watch that stuff for free. What you don't get, uh, unfortunately with the previews, you don't get the practice problems and the other additional resources, but you can get a really great feel of what the content will be like. And I know a lot of people in this space are using those free videos as a way to generate leads too. Can you speak to that? Yeah, well, that's a big aim for me as well. Uh, my social media presence is something that I've been focusing on solely for the last year, really. Uh, so I focus on Instagram, on Facebook. YouTube is something that I'm trying to grow. And uh, also now I'm starting to develop my Twitter following. But the fun, the most fun thing that I do on YouTube, this began as just a random idea as a way to... the reason. Okay, the reason why I left law and I started this company... The biggest reason was I wanted to do something that was really fun, that I always loved, and I thought I was naturally, I had a bit of an affinity for, and that was teaching math. But one thing that I sort of left behind and haven't been able to tap into for a long time is my love of music. So just as a random experiment, I made a math music video last summer uh, for PEMDAS, which is the order of operations. And it was a blast. And it was, if you compare it to like my more recent videos, the video production is not very good, but it was really fun. And I thought it came out great. Like I liked it. So that's been something now I have seven videos. I'm shooting two more in the next uh, month and a half. And that's a, probably the biggest part, the biggest driver of my social media campaign and push. Cause it's something I feel like is unique. It's super fun. And it's not only, I, I think it's not only engaging and fun, but the goal is of each video to provide, to tackle a concept that is difficult to remember, usually like a formula, and then provide a, a, a musical mnemonic. Well, especially since your audience is kids. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would argue that adults as well want to be entertained, but yeah. especially the younger generation, they're wanting to be entertained and they may not even pay attention if they're not entertained. So yeah. that's a really great way to capture their attention. Is that what you're finding? It's a great way to capture their attention. It's a great way to improve retention of the material as well. And, and I think somebody described it to me. I, I never really said this or verbalized this, but I've been working with a, it's, it's an accelerator called Expert Dojo in Santa Monica. And when I was first meeting with them and showing them some of my stuff, the, one of the first few things I showed them was my most recent math music video on, I think at the time it was Special Right Triangles. And he just started laughing. He's like, you're making, you're making math cool, or that's what you're trying to do. You're trying yeah. to make math cool. And again, it wasn't something that I was trying to set out to do, but I think that that's a beautiful thing where you can take something that is definitely usually not associated with that type of image or something that's fun and exciting and then merge it with something that's quote unquote cool and hopefully get more kids excited and interested. Well, that's how you're disrupting this space. You're offering a different perspective. I love it. So let's talk about that bridge between how do you make the music video and then turn it into a lead and ultimately hopefully a student. Is there a way that you're capturing those email addresses at the end or in the caption section? So what we're doing for, yeah, I mean, everything is basically in the in the caption description section. There's links to my video courses, links to email capture. For my YouTube channel, I'm first sending them out to, to my Udemy, to my Udemy store, basically. That's where all my video courses are sold. When it comes to my social media channels, my main strategy so far has been to capture emails, and that's by just getting, you know, what, I think we just passed 6,000 uh, followers on Instagram. And then we'll do a lot of posting and, message and direct messaging as well. 
to invite people to sign up. And what we offer in the newsletter is, of course, I got a weekly podcast. We have different information for parents on all sorts of education topics. And if you sign up, you get one of our courses for free, which is the Multiplication Mastery course. And that's actually musical too, where... I, I, it's, I almost call it rapping. I'm not exactly rapping, but I'm saying the times table to a beat. So it's like three times three is nine. Three times four is 12, like that. And it goes back cool. and forth. Yeah. That is so fun. Okay, let's take a step back for a second for those who aren't really familiar with this e-learning space mm -hmm. and, and really building your email list. If you could explain to them why is this important to build your email list and how do you do it through lead magnets, basically? So you mean, why is it important to build an email list just from a business standpoint? Yeah, yeah, because um, this is a a business model that not everyone has tapped into, mm -hmm. the whole model of online products and services and building your list and capturing those emails so that you're nurturing that relationship through free content, which you do so well. And then ultimately, you can offer your courses. The way I think about it, this is me personally, I more than anything, I just want people to be able to come and like what I do and comment and say, hey, this is cool or this helped me. That's one of the most exciting things for me. The reason why I, I think it makes sense to then capture emails and then continuously provide content is you, you can continue to spread that positivity and build up a community. I think that's a big goal whenever we're talking about social media campaigns or email capture or anything like that. And then the goal is as the community builds, they'll hopefully be more receptive to my teaching styles, my video courses, so on and so forth. So I'm trying, it's almost like I'm trying to build a virtual store that I have repeat customers just coming in, browsing, checking stuff out. And then when they find something that, hey, might be a good fit, oh yeah, my son is about to take the ACT or the SAT, or wow, now we need a study guide for the GRE and this just came out then they'll have something that will work for them. So let's talk more about that e-learning space because I feel like this industry is exploding. It's booming. Is that your experience? Well, it's definitely exploding. It's, it's, in a lot of ways, it seems now to be the sexy industry to get into. I didn't get into it for that reason, though. Uh, just to be clear, I got into it because it's literally what I thought was I just had a natural affinity for, and I love math, and I love working with people and with kids. But yeah, it's completely exploding. And I think it's really interesting, too, because I've interviewed a lot of different ed tech startups on my podcast. And I like how it's, I just, it's continuously from all these different angles, it's just making it easier and more accessible for kids to get help that otherwise was only limited to people who could afford to, to pay tutors. And now again, I tutor, I have tutors at my company too that, that tutor kids. And I think that's great if you can, if you do have access to it, but if you can't, these e-learning alternatives are, are starting to just become so amazing and so robust. Yeah. And I would think that people who have your attitude are going to be the most successful in this space because they're leaning with their passion. And then it just becomes a no-brainer to share your passion with as many people as possible. And obviously e-learning is so much more scalable than teaching in person. Yeah, of course. I mean, even, even trying to grow, because I've talked to other tutoring companies, just trying to grow a business based on tutors is much more, it's much more difficult. There's a lot more obstacles as far as growing in online. I mean, for the most part, there's of course challenges with video courses as well, but yeah, certainly. What has been the biggest challenge so far? Oh man, <laughs> a lot of challenges. more than one. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, I've learned, so I, I started this whole adventure four years ago, and 
I, it was probably, the, I mean, it was just the toughest at the beginning with the, if I first just talk about the tutoring business, just trying to get into schools and have people trust me because I'm not, I don't have a teaching background, but I just felt very firmly that I could do a really good job. So just a, a, actually building up my reputation as an educator and a teacher for math when I'm an ex-attorney, it was, that was very, very difficult. It took a long time before I even got just a handful of clients. From the video course side, I think still, and I still face this challenge today constantly, is you're competing with, especially when it comes to standardized test prep, you're competing with these juggernauts in the industry like Kaplan or Princeton Review, so on and so forth. Veritas Prep is a pretty cool company too. So you have a lot of really big, well-known names. The issue I believe that a lot of students and parents face when trying to choose something is you just don't want any questions. You don't want to take a risk. So the standard approach for a lot of people is you go these standard avenues. So for me, trying to spread the word and be like, hey, check, check this out. This is how I've done all my research. This is how I've compiled my practice problems. I think it's better in this way and that way. Trying to actually convince people to give it a shot, that, that's one of the biggest difficulties. Well, and that circles back to the content creation. That's mm-hmm. the way you can really create that like, know, and trust between you and your potential customers. And a lot of times it just comes down to you're almost getting the same thing. It's just the way you deliver it. And it also goes back to what we were talking about. When you have that little preview, do you resonate with mm-hmm. you versus them? So how would you say that you approach standing out from your content? competition. Sure. So it's, and again, it's like you said, it's in a lot of the nuances and the details. The the specific ones, I'd say the most tangible difference is the way that I have approached the ordering and delivery of the content. So for example, what I did, this was the first thing that I did with the SAT, because what I've noticed is a lot of people, surprisingly, which they shouldn't do this, but a lot of people buy their standardized test programs or begin their hardcore studying a few weeks, sometimes even one or two weeks before the test. So what does that mean? There's a, an enormous amount of material to cover and you have a very short amount of time to do so. So what I did was I took all the, there's so many great official SAT exams given by the college board. So I took 10 and I just went through them and I categorized, I made all these categories for all the different questions and I figured out which ones appear most frequently. So the biggest standout for my courses right off the bat is it's what I call frequency-based as opposed to approaching the standard way like, Let's go through pre-algebra, then algebra, then geometry, the uh, f- modeling the high school progression. You don't need to do that because most high school students that are prepping, they've taken all these courses for the most part. They already know the concepts. They've just forgotten, maybe forgotten some of them or need some practice. So this allows you then to be like, well, 15% of this exam consists of word problems or percentages or whatever. Then you can tackle the most frequent topics first. Let's say you only get through five out of 25 you can still hit ostensibly 40% of what's covered on the exam. So it's really effective in a time crunch. Now, if you talk about some of the more stylistic approaches, which actually I think are even uh, more impactful in terms of what differentiate it. Yeah, because we're emotional creatures mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Visual, vi- visual, emotional, absolutely. Yeah. So again, it's the talking head piece. I feel like there's a, a big piece of whether or not it connects with people. It's just my personality. So I'm absolutely. really energetic. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I think... I, I know that comes across in tutoring and it, I, I hope it comes across in the video courses as well. So I think that's a component that is a differentiator. The music, that's just something that I had to include because I love music. And it sort of, it, And it hey, splits. you told me during break that you were going to give us a little bit more yeah. of a preview of that music. Yeah. Are you willing? Yeah, of course, of course. 
So, uh, on, and this will be, so the music that I use in the video courses is more background music, but so what I said was I'd sing one of the hooks to, to one of my music, math music videos. And let me, I, I, okay, so what I'll do is the, the second one that I made is called the quadratic formula. Do you remember the quadratic formula? Vaguely, okay. yes. So it's a difficult formula to memorize. And that was, so that was my initial goal. I was like, okay, if I can come up with a, a, a cool, catchy way to sing it, uh, then people can remember it more easily. I'm not the first person that did it, but I feel like I did it in a really poppy way. So here it goes. Okay. <clears throat> so wait, let me find my key. Negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC all over 2A. And that's the chorus. It just repeats one more time. Awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. I can just picture kids walking around singing that. And that's the point, right? <laughs> yeah, For them to point. catch on and memorize it themselves. And then they're taking a test and in their mind, they're you know having to sing to themselves, I'm sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Very, yeah. very cool. We're about to release one now for, do you remember combinations and permutations for probability? It all rings the bell. I can't say that <laughs> okay. I could recite it, no, though. No worries. <laughs> but so that formula is going to be out in the next one. We're shooting it next Saturday. But I'm really excited about that because that one, quadratic formula, you see a lot in a lot of song parodies and recreations, but trying to get the formula for combinations and permutations, I've barely seen it all done musically, so I'm really excited. Oh, so cool. So it's all a part of a larger campaign. Obviously, your heart's just coming from the place of wanting to give and, and help these students, but as a business owner, you're thinking strategically. It's part of a larger campaign um, from first introducing yourself through this amazing content to hopefully getting them to purchase one of your courses or, or you know, you as a tutor. So tell me a little bit about your campaign strategy. Well, <clears throat> from broad, if you kind of zoom out, right. everything feeds into, of course, I mean, all the social media initiatives, the podcast, everything. It's all going to feed in primarily, with the exception of the YouTube channel where I'm literally just trying to bring people straight to my Udemy page. And now I'm actually putting up courses on Teachable as well, teachable.com. Uh, but everything else is essentially feeding to my email list, and I'm just trying to grow that. I provide a weekly newsletter with the, with the write-up from the podcast episode. I also do one live stream every week as well, where I solve 12, 15, SAT, ACT, or some standardized test on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I do a live stream on YouTube once a week, which is great because live streams, now they're, they're really trying to promote that on YouTube. Every time you do a live stream, all your subscribers get an email immediately. Hey, this guy's live streaming if you want to jump on. So it's oh, that is nice. It's really cool. And I think that's been helping my, my subscribers, uh, my yeah, subscribers on YouTube. That's been helping that grow, that I do just something weekly and consistently. That's the biggest lesson too. Where I've seen things starting to work and starting to actually grow and pick up steam is when I've been very consistent with whatever schedule I can maintain, but I'm doing something consistently, usually just once a week. Consistency is so key because I think the temptation is to make content once and say, okay, this either worked or it didn't, but no, you really, really got to rinse and repeat. And it takes a while to build those loyal followers. And of course, every time you put out content, I'm sure it somehow relates to what it is that you offer in your products and services, right? Yes, exactly. So again, I mean, I, my two biggest products, well, my biggest one by far is my SAT product, but my ACT product is now catching up. And that's what I mainly focus on when I'm doing my live streams. That's, you know, I'm solving SAT problems. You know what I did recently? I made 
50 live streams in, I don't know, the mat- in a matter of like two months. So I kind of went really, really intense for a while. I was wow. getting up because I have to, I taught this year and I'm teaching again next yeah. year too. So the only time that I could do it was right when I wake up in the morning at 5 a.m. So I just get up, I go get my coffee, and then I sit down, I do a live stream for 15, 20 minutes. And there's all these categories on the Khan Academy website, which is amazing, by the way, now, because now they've collaborated with the college board. So their practice problems are amazing. You don't need to buy anything. You really don't. So you can, as far as, as, far as like practice problems. So I went through and I started just solving one category a day. And then by the end of it, so I had, I'd gone through every single category. So that was something that's directly tied to my SAT product, but also something that I kept hearing people say over and over is that while they like the resources, they don't always like, for what some people, and Khan Academy is amazing, but that style of presentation of however he likes to solve the problems, it vibes with a lot of people, but not with everybody. So I want to give an alternative. So cool. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. I love your story. I love when people find their passion and they go for it. It started out as tutoring and it's grown into something so much bigger and so much more purposeful. So thank you for your work and for chatting with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We are the biggest entrepreneur platform on the planet. This is Business Rockstars. Business Rockstars. People think that you or I or anybody successful in business, we have this secret that we're holding back from everybody. And then the con artists out there in the world say, go mortgage a house, give me $100,000, I'm gonna make this. Oh, the secret is talent. The secret is talent and hustle. Business Rockstars. Our guest today joining us is Jerry Morton. He's the CEO of Energy First. Jerry, pleasure to have you, brother. Hey, Mark, it's great to be here with you today. Tell me about Energy First. What's your company do? We love our company. We make nutrition products, premium okay. supplements for everyone. Uh, we Give me an example. Am I we young have, people, old people? You said yeah, for everybody. everybody. I mean, we make the world's best protein shake. So if you do a protein shake. I'm a big protein shake guy, so I'm going to have to try it out. We, we, we recommend that everybody do a protein yeah. shake. We think it's the best way to start your day ever. And we endeavor to offer the best protein shake products that okay. we can. We also does that have, mean quality or does that mean flavor or does that mean everything? Quality and flavor, for sure. Okay. All hormone-free, organically sourced, grass pasture-fed. We are diligent about our raw materials and everything that goes into our products. Myself and my family use all our stuff all the time. Protein bars, various supplements, all premium, high-end. Is this like an an MLM company? No, not MLM. No downline yet where I go and refer all my friends to try the great product as well and I use it? No way, never been our business model. We sell direct to the consumer so we can keep our prices low and our quality high. Okay, so do you sell online or do you guys sell through brick and mortar stores? We do. do? We sell online at energyfirst.com, all spelled out. And we, again, are able to offer direct quality to the consumer, Mm. uh, the highest possible quality at incredibly reasonable prices for the quality that we offer. You're in a very noisy space. You're in the health space. That's like a multi, multi, multi multi-billion dollar industry with so much noise from the Mm. products to the offers to the coaching to the gyms. All very important stuff, all ranges on a spectrum of quality. How do you stand out? How do you make sure that you have a strategy of preeminence that differentiates you from the marketplace? Yeah, well, I mean, the good news is that there's a lot of people interested in this space, right? And the Mm -hmm. market's really moved toward us over the last 10 years as as we've been in this business. Big demand, which is why it's so noisy. Big demand, and the market's requesting quality now in a way that they haven't Mm -hmm. in the past, which is great. You know, I've always believed that the riches are in the niches, right? If you start out with an area that, that... that people love and you find your yeah. your niche and we've really mm. differentiated ourselves on the quality side and by the way we sell directly to the consumer, 
okay. uh, so that we can keep our, our prices low and our value very high, right? So we find our way to differentiate in a saturated market. Uh, if you look at the criteria by which we evaluate yeah. products, we're the only choice, right? Okay. When you look at how many people there are in the space, well, there may be thousands of companies out there. But the way we come at it, yeah. with the quality that we offer, uh, we're the only people that that really come at it the way we do. Are you guys using social media? I would say we got little brand new newborn babies using social media on their parents' phones or trying to at least. And we've got old people on social media and everybody in between from sea level, you know, Fortune 500 um, people all the way down to the average consumer. How are you guys using social media? We use social media on all platforms. We have a community of 70,000 people mm-hmm. on Facebook that we're regularly engaged with, Twitter, awesome. Instagram. Uh, I think it's a great way to connect with people, particularly since we sell directly yeah. to the consumer. It's important for us to drive value to the consumer and to our community through education, yeah. which so, is a big part of what we do. You just nailed it on the head for me there, and I was gonna say, I was like, let's see if he says it. Social media content marketing. Not a lot of people are doing it, and if they are, they're not doing it in the right way. And the fact that yeah. you guys have 70,000 followers tells me that you guys are doing something right, and people are actually engaging, and they're following you, and they're wanting your information. What are some of the types of content you guys are putting out, and do you do it consistently, or is it just kind of like every so often? Yeah, for us, it's all about driving value, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, creating value for the customer, which is through education, yeah. right? Teaching them something that they don't know, something that they can use, just like what we're trying to do with this Business Rockstars program right yeah. here. Try to leave them with something that is a lesson, that's a value, something they can apply right away in their daily mm-hmm. life to make their life better, to improve on what they're doing. We try to do that through our communications. And how can they do it? By increasing their energy, by increasing the amount of passion that they have for their life and their business and their family through certain decisions they make, different hacks that they can do yeah. to, to make themselves feel better, to manage their hormones, to, yeah. to, to perform at their peak, right? So that's the kind of stuff that we offer in education. We do it through social media, through our newsletters, through- uh, Lots uh, of syndication platforms. Yeah, through reaching out to people, through video, okay. through you know anything that we can do to try to make the world a healthier place, right? That's our mission, okay. to try to make the world a better, healthier, more energetic place than it was before we came along. Perfect way to end it. Jerry, a pleasure, brother. I wish we had more time. Cheers, it was a pleasure. You're a rock star, my friend. Business rock stars. Business rock stars.